0: Hi. Hey. Hey, how's it going? So good. How are you? Oh okay. great. Just loving this Christmas time season, December. It's finally chilly here in Chicago. Don't everyone freak out. It happened overnight. Legitimately 70 degrees. No. It was like 65 and sunny on Monday. Tuesday, 32. Hate it. What? Also so windy. So oh my gosh. I was seriously worried that my my house was gonna come falling down.
1: Yeah, no. You could
0: hear, when wind is so strong, you can see it. Like, see Not the a gust thing. of air. Not even, like, wind blowing, like, the leaves. And actually, the wind
1: is one of my biggest
0: fears. Which so. is so insane to so me. So I should have
1: just stayed inside those days.
0: Basically, you should have just called off work, like, listen, guys, guys, here's the deal. It's really windy, so I don't think I can, I don't think I can make it. I don't like it. No, it's, it's insane. It's I love the cold, but at the same time, like, could do without the wind.
1: Do you know what else I did not like? What? A very rosy Christmas.
0: I don't know. It Seriously, it breaks my heart that you didn't like it. Honestly.
1: I like I the Cher song. That'll give you. And I didn't hear the Elton John song.
0: It's pretty good. I So we were um, together with some friends earlier today, and we were making Christmas crafts. And so I was like, duh, we need rosy Christmas. And no one was into it. No one liked it, and I was so bummed out because I love it, and it's great. And, like, Elmo Elmo's song is my very favorite. I can sing along with the whole thing, as Alex saw. I can even do Elmo's parts. I can do a pretty good Elmo voice because of that song.
1: You do do a great Elmo impression. Yeah, because I've you that been completely. doing it since I
0: was, like, eight. Yeah,
1: that was, that was really good. It was spot on.
0: I mean – If they ever need a backup for Elmo – Listen – Whoever makes Elmo Sesame Street, I'm here for you. Oh
1: my God, you could be a Muppet then.
0: Oh my gosh, are Sesame Street's Muppets? I thought so. Aren't they? I don't think that's the same person. Yeah, no, are you Muppet sure? is Jim Henson. I thought is Sesame
1: Street also Jim Henson? I thought that they kind of all were in the Muppet category. I mean, they're all
0: puppets. They're all definitely all puppets. No, There's I think definitely someone inside of Oscar the Grouch working him. But no, I don't I- think it's the same person that's inside of Kermit. I, th-
1: I don't know. This conversation's upsetting, Shadow.
0: I'm sorry. We're sorry, Shadow. We'll move on. We'll move on. It's okay. Shadow. <laughs> no.
1: What's wrong now?
0: Okay. Well. Um, so, yes. No one liked no one liked Rosie Christmas but me which I was kind of bummed, but like I thank you for letting me at least listen to it because oh, seriously of course. we were gonna let me, you have your moment. It gets me in the spirit every time I love it so much
1: Well good please. It was something that we could all laugh about at least so if it was really anyone nice.
0: anyone who listened to our Christmas episode is also listening to this and that episode caused you to listen to Ros- Rosie O'Donnell Christmas and you liked it please tweet at us at eeffer pod please. I need to know. I need to be vindicated in my loving that, that album. And yes, it is crazy auto-tuned. But like, what more do you want from Rosie O'Donnell? Like she's not here. She's not here to, she's not Barbara Streisand. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's just go back to social media. So you can like us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on on Instagram and
0: Facebook and Twitter.
1: Please do, actually.
0: Please do. Actually, and if you're one of the forty people that listens to this pretty regularly, um, please rate, review, and subscribe because that's how we get promoted on iTunes, and that's how people hear about us, and that's how it becomes a bigger deal, oh, and that's also, how we can afford to do hour-long episodes.
1: This is E for Effort. Hi. Podcast. <laughs>
0: Hi. Sorry. Again. Yes, we're E for Effort. Hey, how dare you? At least in this one, we got it in the first, Greg, what minute are we on, like eight? We got it in the first eight minutes. Four. Four. Hey, Moving look at on us. Up. We did it. All right. So, um in this episode we're going to talk about one of our non-hidden interests that we are super obsessed with both of us. It's I actually kind of nice cuz we're both the same level of obsessed, I would say.
1: I think it's also in our logo. So, it, it is in our
0: it is in our logo, but we haven't be a talked, surprise, about it. But... talked about it. We've talked about it mentioned. we've offhandedly talked about it, but like, we haven't dedicated a whole episode to it yet. No, I've been think... focusing on our more basic instincts.
1: Right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did oh, there. Oh God, I'm but tired. um, it's, been a long day. it's a it's a good thing to ease people into. I think about us like we don't tell our our uh, our acquaintances that we're into like murder. Church. Yeah, we brought it up at work once that we were going to see my favorite murder live, and then we had to explain what that was. Oh no was... no no!
0: This is when Alex and I became friends. Do you want to hear the backstory? Do you want to hear our Wolverine ex origin story or whatever? Um, it was my, I don't know, third week on the job, and we're all sitting around a oh table. <laughs> and uh, yes. literally, it's it's brand new people, some of whom I've never met. And This uh, is my
1: first day meeting you, I think. This was
0: your first day meeting me officially.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I met everyone at one time at like a party or something, but then I didn't meet everyone really until a couple weeks in. And um, so we're all sitting around a table and we're talking, and one of our coworkers was pregnant. And I don't know how it started. I don't know how – do you remember how I got to On the Topic? Um, We were talking about, like – Baby registries. We were talking about baby registries. That's what it was. And she had gotten something wrong shipped to her, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, at least she didn't break into your house and try and cut the baby out of you. And um, everyone at the table just, like, turned and looked at me. I was like, you guys don't know that story? And you know when you're uncomfortable – and you your reaction to being uncomfortable is to just continue to talk like like you have to explain yourself so i told the entire horrible story i think my favorite murder does an episode on it i'm almost positive they do it's an i survived yeah of that woman who the woman was pretending to be her and she was just trying to get some woman's baby and she performed some kind of like really botched um, what's it called? The stomach one? Mm, C-section? C-section, mm-hmm. yeah. And tried to, like, steal this woman's baby and she fought her and blah, blah, blah. So I tell that entire story to a... She was, like, at least five months pregnant. Oh, yeah. To a actual pregnant woman and a room full of people that I didn't know. Yeah. I did not read the crowd that day. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex... I There was just, like, this little twinkle in her eye. She was like, I found my people. Like, in my head, I was like, like me.
1: I feel like I've seen that episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was like – she probably was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I survived. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we became murderinos together. Yep. And then when I found out that Alex didn't think I was a total freak for liking that kind of stuff, we started talking about how we both love this true crime podcast, My Favorite Murder. And we yes. went and saw a live show together, and we've been – Best we were, murderinos ever since. Okay,
1: we didn't just go see a live show together though. We were so committed to seeing a live show together that we sat on opposite sides of the theater because we couldn't get two seats together. together. Yeah, so we were like,
0: you know what? We're still going because the be Chicago great. show sold out in five seconds. So we had to go drive to Milwaukee and we had to sit apart because we were too late to get seats together. And yeah, it was it was great. But so, um, as I do daily. I like to scroll through the My Favorite Murder Facebook page because they have a really cool page. It's a neat—the neat thing about that community, I think, is that it's a place for—it's like the whole spectrum of being into true crime, right? Right. I agree, you have yeah. your casual observer who just has a really like, like very. Some people are just interested in like serial killers. Some people are just interested in like one hit cold cases. Mm-hmm. So people like. It's for people that have, like, a very specific interest or, like, a passing interest, all the way to people who are, like, getting, you know, serial killer tattoos and, like, are excited mm-hmm. to have – or pen pals with murderers and, like, are really into the – Wish they could have been a Ted Bundy victim or something yeah, or that some, got away. Some, yeah. Or, like, one of the things I was reading was, like, someone, I guess, got, like, hair off of a murder victim and they were, like, excited no. about it. That's a little too far for me, a personally. A little much, yeah. um, But so – I was reading, uh, I was just, you know, trolling through and just reading. I, we, I very rarely actually ever comment on anything because I just like, I'm an observer. I just like to look at and listen and read. And honestly, the reason why I don't comment is because I have Alex. I send Alex all my snarky comments that I want to say so that I'm not a full-blown troll and I'm not blowing up the My Favorite Murder Message boards because, you know, not not everyone needs to know my opinion, but Alex needs to know it.
1: And I always hear it.
0: She does, but I and usually you say agree. It back. You yeah, do, yeah, you give it back. But um, so there was this one particular post, and I thought that it was really like from a psychol, psychological, psychological level of like the makeup of this group. I thought it was incredibly interesting because it really kind of shows society and and where even within our own microcosm of a group, we have society we have still established what is okay and what isn't okay and what's crossing the line and what's not like even within this group that like some like some people would completely think we're crazy and freaks for even being interested in this like it's my favorite murder like that in itself sounds kind of messed up right like it's not like you could be into like my favorite i don't know arson like you know it's just like
1: there's we certain... tell people we like it, and they give us looks sometimes. Yeah, because I For mean, sure. because
0: if you don't have that fascination with true crime, you don't get it, right? Like I it agree. just, it, you don't get it. And mm-hmm. um, so there was this, there was this, there was someone posted in the group, um, and it said, um, "It kind is it kind of weirding me out. Is it kind of weirding?" She honestly, I think that this original the original poster was trying to gauge whether or not they were. Missing something because she was saying like D- is it just me or are the posts becoming are posts becoming more and more people fangirling over these murderers or or sensationalizing or being like inappropriate with their response to murder
1: mm-hmm.
0: which in and of itself is kind of crazy that that's even being asked in this community right because that's kind of the point of the community is that like you can feel free to Talk (laughs) talk about stuff, yeah, that, that like, um, like some people have a really deep fascination with, like, I have a really deep fascination with the Holocaust. I do not know why. I soak up every piece of information about that time period, about World War II, everything I can. I am so fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I glorify Nazis or Hitler or, no, not at all. I think it's horrible, but I want to learn every detail because it fascinates me. Did you really like Captain America for that reason? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Wonder Woman too, right? That was yeah.
0: Too. yeah. Yeah. So I so the poster was just kind of saying like is it kind of grossing anyone else out? Is am I, am I am I crazy here? And the overwhelming response that poster got was no. I think it's kind of messed up too. And so it kind of devolved into this discussion of there are basically two camps, right? Mm-hmm. There are people that are like, "No, I think it's totally normal to Um, right. To own a piece of John Wayne Gacy's art, would you pay thousands of dollars to own a piece of John Wayne Gacy's art?
1: See, I don't know. See, See, I think that's that's
0: gross. That's gross. Yeah, that's weird. That's where I'm grossed out.
1: Knowing all the horrific things that he did to people, like I. mm, mm -mm.
0: But at the same time, I don't think in this community it's fair for anyone to judge someone that does want to. No. So, but that's kind of where people, the people were getting upset. Like, oh, it kind of seems like you're judging us. Mm. you know yeah, it kind yeah. of seems like you're judging these people and then and some people were saying mean things Some people were calling them deplorable and like calling people effed up that you know uh-huh. want to get these serial killer tattoos and like and the post i think was originated by there was an earlier post in the group see i'm just really like recapping all the drama on my favorite murder I love it. facebook group Karen but there Georgia was an earlier so post proud. in the group that was about someone get like dream come true found a dead body or something i don't know and um I think, and so they, the, this post, the poster was saying, like you know, I think it's really messed up to for that to be a dream. Like that's pretty sad. Like that's your dream, like to find a dead body.
1: I think that's really interesting because I, I think it's a fine line. Right. Like, um, reading, like when Karen and Georgia do exciting serial killers that you're like you know and stuff, or even in the same way that like we, um, we get excited about like Son of Sam and things like that. Not a about him necessarily but about all the the mystery and the murder that happened i guess and learning just like why it happened and what happened exactly and all of that but at the same time do i want to find a dead body absolutely not but i think in the last episode um they were talking about how they found like a note in the wall and that was able to help solve a murder yeah like, that would be so cool. Like, well, but, I would die if that happened. That would be amazing. Yeah.
0: I actually, I was telling Alex this earlier, I do have a weird fascination with not wanting to find a dead body. But any time I drive past a pile of trash on the, like, seriously, I'm convinced it's a dead body. Like, oh, and yeah. I think it's because um, back when I was in college, they found um, their, uh, they found this, I think, like a couple of women like dismembered in a... Um, uh, a garbage can behind the like crappy little like you know local grocery store. And I think they were like women that had been sex trafficked and stuff like it was a really sad um story, but ever since then I was and that was like two blocks from my house in college. Like ever since then I've just been obsessed with the concept of like oh my gosh, that could have been me kind of like what you're saying like i could have found that by like what would i have done like one that would totally mess you up like anyone that thinks it's a dream come true to find a dead body like maybe in theory but in reality dude that's gonna mess you up
1: yeah i mean i can't even imagine being a police officer and knowing that that's part of your job and still Mm finding
0: no especially like people like i I can barely listen to 911 calls yeah yeah I, I, mm. i i mean I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, some people aren't a squeamish about that. Some people really are. I don't know. But but I thought it was interesting that this group was having this debate. And it shows that even in a group of people that are all like-minded in one way, mm-hmm. we're not. We still have very distinctive. There's still a hierarchy of there like, is, there is normalcy. Still, right. There is still people who will tell you what is or isn't normal. Mm-hmm. And so that being said. If you have not yet watched Mindhunter, turn off this podcast now or pause it and continue to watch it because this episode, we are going to talk about Mindhunter because we have both finally finished it.
1: And there are so many spoilers There are.
0: It is... We have no tact. ...rife with spoilers. And I'm not going to censor myself. Nah. So this is your final call. You know, is this thing on? Is this thing on? If you haven't finished Mindhunter... Turn off now. Don't add us. We've warned you now twice.
1: So, diving right into spoilers, I know that this is so stupid to start with us, but can we talk about BTK? Oh, my God. (gasps) And how Mindhunter Season 1 has completely set us up for Mindhunter Season 2 has to be about
0: BTK. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you that the first scene that you see BTK in with that bullshit, that tape stuff? Yeah. So, such a perfect way to set BTK up. The
1: weirdest one to me was actually when he's like burning the drawings in the garbage can. Yeah. I was like what I- what no. is this? Dude, like you are is, so weird. He is
0: the worst. Ooh. He is the worst. If but, you if in order to prep for season 2 before season 2 comes out, we need to binge um the last podcast, last podcast on the left's BTK episodes because they are so good and he is so he's so heinous.
1: I will only listen to it for that reason actually. I don't mm. I know you Kristen don't like and them. I disagree about last podcast. I love them. Podcast I think the it's left. so
0: good, but not everyone does, which I totally get. But I will say they're heavy hitters. Their serial killer episodes are very, very good. I will what totally try them?
1: that out for sure. I like some of their creepy pastas.
0: I think with last podcast on the left, I started off by just picking up I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry guys, I don't care about I don't care that much about aliens. Mm -hmm. i like to watch ancient aliens i i like the concept that there are aliens in existence but i can't listen to an hour and a half podcast about ufo history
1: no i agree
0: i just don't care or ufo conspiracy theories i just don't care
1: okay but wait going back to tennis raider so we both just got excited to talk about btk so i think that's like what we're saying like that's where we are on the spectrum of the my favorite murder group, essentially. Also, here's
0: a couple of reasons why we were excited about that. One, I was super stoked that I got it. I saw oh, yeah. that mustache yeah, 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 and yeah. that ADT truck, and I immediately knew who that Doesn't was. Doesn't it say, like,
1: Kansas? And you're yeah, like, I
0: saw, yup. yeah, yeah, said Park City, Kansas, that mustache, arguing about bringing back an empty roll of tape. Yes. 100%. I got excited that I knew that. I got excited yeah. because I know the story, and I got excited because I want to watch him I want to watch the whole story, and I want to watch his ass get caught.
1: Yes, I also want to watch them interview him. Like, if there are real interview tapes about like what makes him tick and why he does the things he does, oh my well, god, I would I actually think, really I love think to that watch he that.
0: Talk to anyone about it. He was one of those talkative ones. Like he, because he was a He was just a jerk. Like he was that yeah. like just he was, like power hungry, right? Yeah, smug, just Ugh. jerk of a guy. Yeah. Um. So yes, we. I mean it it's only fitting that we start our thing off with the beginning of every episode almost. Oh, yeah. Being BTK. It was so well done. It, oh my god, it, it really especially was especially because you don't see ADT until the second time you do so. So you've gotta be really slick. You've gotta know exactly if you're watching a serial killer or a you know, a killer T V show and they show Park City, Kansas, you better know who it is. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be slick oh, to totally. get it until the first, like second time or third time. But
1: don't Okay, wait, hold up. I don't think they catch him until like, like 2004, a, right? Yeah. So, ooh.
0: oh! I swear to goodness, if they don't, if they don't catch him at the end of season two, I'm pissed. They I don't better think fast forward. Be they better to. fast forward. They better fast forward. I will be so mad. Hmm. I want to watch him get caught. Yeah. Soon. And I, I think that actor is gonna nail it because already he's doing so good.
1: Agreed. Just like Jonathan Groff.
0: Ugh! Oh my God! So, can we, I, like, I'm fanning myself. Can we talk about Jonathan Groff for a he second? He is just so
1: talented. In oh everything my gosh, he does.
0: that boy can sing. That boy can dance. That boy can act. That boy is just wonderful as a human being. I got more enjoyment out of watching him react to Sia's cover for the Hamilton mixtape. Like, it's insane. I love Jonathan Groff. Right, so much. He's so good. He's so perfect. So in this role. talented.
1: He really is. He's such
0: a good, just straight lace. He's exactly,
1: actually, what I think of when I think of the FBI. Cause yeah. I always talked about how it was like kind of like a good old boys club where they were, you know, polite and nice and. But idealistic, like they and... think that
0: they're. They really, uh, you know, I really feel like his character really thinks that they are helping people, oh, and like right. that's important to them.
1: I definitely think he does,
0: and I think his counterpart. I think. Um, Bill probably was like Jonathan Groff 20 years earlier. You know, Bill really does, like, exemplify that hardened, weasened, you know. It must
1: be so daunting to be any sort of law enforcement officer. Whether, like, what level you're at, it doesn't matter, I don't think. Just because no matter what, there's always going to be crime. So it's not like you're ever going to end it, and the stories just get worse, and the things people do to each other just get worse and worse and it, it just has to be difficult. I think
0: I think what's gotta be scary for me is um and maybe part of the reason why I'm so obsessed with true crime is like I'm so obs- I'm so terrified of death. Oh god yeah I'm so obsessed Same. with death and
1: please don't kill us. Well, that's not why we're talking about murder. We're no, not trying you know, to like
0: please not invite murderers. Right. <laughs> but I I think for me it's so abstract. The possibilities of me dying at, you know, twenty six as a healthy young woman in a relatively safe place, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the possibilities of me just randomly dying are really small when you're a, a law enforcement officer and you don't know what you're getting into at any given time. I mean, there's a really real possibility that you could die. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what the reason why I could not, I don't think I could ever get over that concept because no, still it's not a huge amount of people that it's not like they, it's not like they expect to go into danger every day, but they could.
1: Right, I think and you have to know in the crazy. back of your head that that's like it's always a possibility, and like you know you're not their
0: families, like yeah. your families are thinking that. Like I, ugh. I have, I have a very good friend. Respect for Me too, for law any law enforcement. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I have a very good friend. Um, from like the I, like grew up together. Like we dated in like fifth grade. Aww. I love him, and he's a police officer, and I. Snapchat him all the time, and I'm just like, I could still be like in his car, you know, like snapchatting me or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Tell me everything. Are you alive? Like, I'm, you know, and he's like, Yeah, you know, I was on like speed trap duty or whatever it you know, like whatever it was. Right. But it's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be so, it's gotta be so insane. But I will say, on the flip side of that coin, on the flippity flop, um, the law enforcement officers who take their job, um, who utilize their power, uh, For negative Mm -hmm. like the it's so sad because it's that whole concept of like a few bad apples ruin the bunch or Mm -hmm. what is that yeah it's like that saying and and in this uh, the problem is on the flip coin you have so much power that like if you choose to use it for evil like it really really messes up society like Mm -hmm. as we're currently seeing like no every law enforcement officer is not a bad person but like you've got like the ones that are bad really are not great you know it's really upsetting to hear Mm -hmm. it's really saddening to hear it
1: is i agree
0: but that's not what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) no but i feel like that's how you get hardened
1: this does
0: right this this whole series does have it is important to remember as cool as it is to watch jonathan groff as an fbi agent talking to ed kemper Oh you do need to understand that they are still law enforcement officers. Oh, totally. Which I think they're is- the highest level, like of law enforcement. Like, right, They're right. like the law enforcement, like the FBI is our. That's our. You know.
1: I think he's just—he's so naive, and it's—it's very—he's so earnest, and, he's and so it's so many adorable ideas to watch. And like he
0: and and his yeah. his all of his ideas and his earnestness comes from this place of like I want to make things better. Mm-hmm. And Bill Trench, on the other hand, like his stuff comes from like okay, but here's the reality. Right. This is gonna happen.
1: I feel like that's how millennials are in general though. Oh, like, 100%. all of us want to change the world. All of us are like
0: I think that's uh, a young people thing. Yeah. You know, we just we're young and we're excited and we're right. invigorated and we're coming out of school and we have all these ideas. In school you're taught all these and concepts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but in school you're taught all these concepts and you're taught these like models. Go into the world and, and make it work. And it's like, oh, well, the real world is not like class. Yeah. You know, it's it's very real, and I I think that Jonathan Groff and um, Holt McCallary, we were trying to decide how we say his name, uh, are doing an amazing job. They
1: were such a good team. They're such they're a good great. duo. I think they play they're off great. each other so well.
0: Um, and I think it's really really cool that they're based on real guys. Yeah. I think that's really neat. I think it's really cool. Alex and I were getting into this discussion whether or not we think the actual cases are real. Because we know the serial killer interviews are real almost to the point of exact quotes. Like they used exact quotes from some of those interviews. Can you imagine
1: being the people that actually interviewed Ed Kemper? Like that had to be invigorating and terrifying all at the same time. Well,
0: because it's that moment that he's not Ed Kemper, he's just Eddie. Yeah. Right? He's just oh, a guy. Yeah. Can you imagine getting are cards go- from are- Ed
1: Kemper? No. he's, like, reaching out to you being like, I miss you. Like, that would be so creepy. No. I can't even imagine. I can't
0: either. And so what's funny, to bring this back full circle, um, the first thing I thought of when I finished the series, again, spoiler alert, guys, I'm about to spoil something. <laughs> um, I just, People get so angry about spoilers. I know. Um, so when I was reading that Facebook argument on the My Favorite Murder page, um I read that like last week and then I finally finished Mindhunter like I think on Sunday. Um in the last episode you were asking me what I thought about um Jonathan Groff and Ed Kemper's relationship yeah. and I think that Uh, Jonathan Groff is kind of a murderino. His character is kind of stoked. Right. To talk to these guys and to hear... And and he's a a murderino for a different reason than most of us probably are.
1: I think he's Um, honestly fangirling over the psychology of it.
0: Right. He is fascinated Mm -hmm. by what makes these men do these things. He's fascinated by it. And I think that through his conversations with him, he forgets that this man brutally murdered and raped and um, dismembered like what five or six co-ed women and his mother yes and at the age of like 15 shot his grandparents in cold blood yes um that's horrific and i but i think i think that it's i think we're kind of the same way as murderinos it's like we forget we've heard these stories so many times like we've heard i can listen to six different podcasts about ed kemper
1: mm-hmm.
0: i could listen to people tell these uh, i could listen to different podcasts about btk i could like these big hitters there's always something new to learn and you get so detached because you hear it's like a story you're told right and i think i think that for us as true crime fans it's important for us to remember the victims and the reality of yeah it's cr- ed kemper his mind is crazy but he took people's lives absolutely and he ruined not only the people he killed their families their futures their everything like he is a bad bad man and i don't think it is until ed kemper like literally is choking holden that holden realizes that yeah and, and it, it it clicks him and i think that we as murderinos are the same way. like that was the heart of that argument on the facebook
1: page mm-hmm. i agree i think that. Um, we also try to humanize people yes. so much. I would, especially the two of us. I feel like we had yeah. so many similarities with Holden. It was insane. Yeah, just because we're so
0: well, because in, in our, our age range and our empathetic. and our interests, we are Holden. Right. I feel like we're not quite Bill yet. We we'll really get there. Oh, Sunday,
1: <laughs> probably next week. Yeah. Um, sure. but we really do. We try to humanize so many things, yeah. and I think that is truly part of the problem. It reminded me a lot of um in, in Cold Blood. When uh, Truman Capote gets so close to the people that he's interviewing in jail, it's now, just like
0: you know. In Cold Blood is my very favorite movie of all time. I
1: mean, I really I struggled with that movie Me a too. lot for that Me reason too. because you do become so close to the characters, and by the end of it, you believe that you know they are they are good people, and sure, well, maybe they are. But I
0: think In Cold Blood is a different scenario because solely because my only argument for In Cold Blood. Um, because you're right, I did humanize them, I did empathize, um, especially with, not the main, not the jerk, but the, the one that he was friends with. Yeah. I forgot his name. Um, but we don't need to say the serial killer's names, we don't need to say killer's names, it's fine, but, um, I mean, you've got to think, like, nature versus nurture, Mm -hmm. right? Like, some of these people, they just, it's their, they literally, they cannot stop themselves from killing people. Well, I mean, that's Like Dahmer. Right. Like, Dahmer was tortured over what he did.
1: But that, I mean. But he still did it. That's true with Ed Kemper, though. I mean, the situation with his mom sounded awful. If you have someone berating you every yeah. day for just being it's you. It's going to mess you
0: up. If you have someone berating you every day and you're a sociopath.
1: Right. Bye.
0: That's it. You have that's no, soup.
1: no chance. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, so many people have horrific life.
1: That's the so many people yeah, have that's been the other side of and it, are,
0: and are have horrible things happen to them, and they don't go on to do that. I mean, it's, no, they
1: turn out the opposite where they right. they channel they that break that
0: cycle, and that's you know,
1: I wish there were stronger and more people like that, but yeah, but
0: it's but it's hard. It's I so I love that the show really kind of emphasized, and I love that they didn't do it until the very freaking end, like the last yeah. scene. Of him just in that hallway in that hospital, can't even talk, he's so freaked out, because at one moment, it hits him.
1: But did you see, like, that's again where he's just such a good actor, because you can see the fear in his oh, eyes yeah. as it's happening, and you can see it, like, kind of come over him yeah. all in that moment. Well, and, and
0: that's a testament to how Ooh. good of an actor the guy who plays Ed Kemper is.
1: Agreed. Because
0: that guy is freaking insane, he's so good.
1: I think all of the serial killers were... Pretty fantastic.
0: Richard Speck gave me chills. Oh my gosh.
1: The bird scene.
0: Oh my my god. God. There again. But that's another one where he draws
1: you in and he tells you the sob story about all the terrible things that happened to him and blah, 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 all these things. And then in a moment, it's over because he just loses it. And then you see, okay, no, that's my reality check. This man is a monster. Yeah. And oof. But I will say I definitely fangirled over the Joliet, Illinois. It was
0: really cool. That flashed across the It was, the was screen. really cool.
1: Being from Illinois,
0: that was very exciting. Well, just knowing where that is. Right. Because, like, I wouldn't have known where that was th- four years ago. Totally. I think that was – it was really cool. Yeah. But I I just – I think that – um, I think that it is neat to – um, one of the other main things that was so cool for me during – for Mindhunter was, like – Getting to see – so, again, I listened to the last podcast on the left, and they do an Ed Kemper episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a couple of them. I think, like, the, one of them is called a bit of a bumblebutt because they call him a bumblebutt because <laughs> he's huge and bumbly. And um, they, they're they telling these stories. Like, the story of his mom um, – like, what his mom's his mom's saying to him, oh, what, are you going to want to stay up all night talking? Like, that sentence that he said yeah. literally – They tell that exact story like word for word almost in last podcast on the left. And it is crazy for me to see this interview is most probably where that story came from. Yeah. And that story got picked up and put into a book and that book got read by Let's Be Real Marcus. Yeah. That story got that or you know, and and then he tell it to me and then I'm hearing it, and then now I'm seeing like the origin story of it, and it is insane. Yeah. It is so crazy that these men didn't even I don't think they knew that like for nothing else, hist- history's sake.
1: Gosh, yeah. Because
0: because how are we gonna know that kind of stuff if we didn't hear it from the killer's mouths themselves? That's why H. H. Holmes is so fascinating. Oh my because gosh, we yeah. don't know all we know about him is what he, like, let us in on knowing through, like, letters. Of, like, you know, like, there was an extensive taped uh, interviews with H.H. H. Holmes. Mm. Like, you know, and he killed a bazillion. He killed the half the population of Chicago. Like, I think it is so freaking cool that the that we have, like, and I think it's so neat that the show used that exact stuff. Yeah. You know, like, that is so crazy. As someone who listens to way too much true crime stuff about these people, like, I knew those stories, you know? Like, I heard those words.
1: I did not, um, I didn't really know about the serial killer that had the shoe fetish until My Favorite Murder, and mm-hmm. I think it was Georgia that did that. or oh, maybe it was Karen. Oh. I don't remember. One of the two of them talked about it, and it was interesting listening to them, you know, banter about it, mm-hmm. but seeing it and, like, seeing his visceral, visceral reaction, reaction to the shoes, the yeah. stilettos. It was it was a lot. So that was intense but also very well acted.
0: Well, but also, you know, that's that fetish is so interesting on how it happened yeah, too and that
1: compulsion.
0: That yeah. it's just And it's something that um so this is I think it was Sword and of Scale that I listened to about fetishes. But like most of that is just something happens in the evolving predominantly male brain that like it's like a perfect amalgamation of like You know, your your prepubescent brain gets excited sexually Mm -hmm. and you see a shoe and all of a sudden now your brain associates shoes with sexual excitement. And it's like, what? like how crazy is it like in a split moment? you like and then you add on childhood abuse mm-hmm. and then you add on the tendency to be a narcissistic sociopath and then you know and then you add small allowances like they talk about that a lot in last podcast on the left is serial killers will work their way up they allow themselves okay so my, now I, I have a shoe fetish that's okay okay well now i have a i'll steal shoes and like my fetish is stealing and then like okay now my fetish is i want to have like not women not know kind of be like a peeping tom about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they slowly worked their way up to murder. And it's so fascinating, like, the psychology behind that. And then, yeah, it's – and that actor did such a good job. Well, the thought that I had the whole
1: time was, like, he kept justifying it as, oh, these women, they wanted to be models. And I told them I was going to, you know, take their photo or mm-hmm. whatever. And part of me was, like, in my head, did he really think – like, did he really justify it? that way in his own mind yeah it's like i think they to do. make it okay
0: i think they do but i think that they're smart enough so i think that there's dumb killers and there's smart killers oh right and i think, I think some of was... them are smart enough to know that it's crap right like they're self-aware so there's like it's like are you self-aware or are you not because i'm self-aware enough to know when i am totally bsing something totally and i'm just making it okay in my mind most of this podcast yes Hi. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here, kids? Just I'm self aware to know that this, that we, you know, we're podcasting just because we think it's fun and we want to and we're vain oh, and totally. we like hearing ourselves talk. Right. All of that. But I tell myself that I have an interesting story to tell. People want to hear it. <laughs> I think that's that how i was... justify it to myself.
1: I think he was smart. I think he was self aware. I think that he was able to just compartmentalize it as yeah. well. And that's, I don't know. I just find that fascinating in itself. Mm-hmm. Like the that expression, the lies that we tell ourselves, you know, yep. to to get through the day. I think that's that's what he did. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's just
0: fascinating.
1: It Can really is.
0: We talk about that cat. Oh my god! Seriously, what? seriously, seriously, that I Wendy, was, why? I was screaming. I was like, just wait for the damn cat.
1: I did too. I was so mad. And then I thought, you, maybe then you could
0: have a cat.
1: Right. I also was like, at first, is she going to get murdered in this basement? Like, is this the end of Wendy? But uh, then the cat thing happened.
0: Oh, <gasps> So cute. What does it mean that the tuna can is all ants now? I don't know. Is that cat... I swear, if that cat's dead. She needed a
1: friend, too, so that was her She sure loss. did, that
0: poor woman.
1: She's brilliant.
0: Oh, she's a genius, and she's but she's got to deal with these two crazy men. I also and really I- liked her apartment. I will say that. Oh, thank you. I would love... That is so like 70s She like it was oh fantastic. my god it's so good. Loved it. And you know, okay, so um it's gotta be so hard to read these transcripts of them talking to these people, yeah. cl- especially because like it's one thing to be an FBI agent. Like you are in law enforcement, kinda like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You're in law enforcement. You're you understand the risks and the repercussions of your job. But if you're just a professor, Mm -hmm. and you're reading about people being brutally murdered i mean could you do i I don't know like i am a know so so i could because i listen to
1: it all the time i think the one thing that she had going when i was reading honestly just briefly before this about her life she um would help uh victims so she served as kind of like a counselor it sounds like also as well so she was like uh she would help Victims of, like, you know, sexual abuse and yeah. rape and all sorts of stuff. So it sounds like she had maybe heard some pretty horrific things, things in her already, own yeah. career. I mean, don't fact check me on that because I read it on Wikipedia. But still. Let's
0: Yeah.
1: But We never said
0: we were accurate.
1: Never. Never. Unless we're being hurtful, then it's accurate.
0: Hurtful and
1: accurate. Good. Um, can we talk about the sneaky guy, though, that comes in to do research for them and uh ends up kind of ratting them out about the table oh my gosh what a... was he just trying to be honest or yeah. was he trying to just like screw them he
0: was trying to be honest okay. he was holden if holden was hyper hyper morally based and had no interest in like the psychology i think of it like yeah. he was he was interested in what was happening like i think he saw it on like a were doing extra good for the right, world right right and then it was like oh wait but things go
1: holden does start to get a little bit i don't want to say like out of control but like he gets like a touch like no, he, egocentric so i
0: think he needed, that it was a good he needed ed kemper to strangle him like yeah. he was getting that was he was good, losing sight yeah it was a good reality check for he sure he was losing sight for sure of it and i thought that was i thought the i thought the pacing was so well done yeah I agree. Some of those shots were beautiful. I mean, it was well across, tens across the board. We both loved it. By the time that it was over, you were like, wow, that was a masterpiece. I yeah. cannot wait for
1: season two. Oh, my God. The intro was beautiful. Yep. The music they chose was beautiful. David Fincher is just freaking a genius. genius. Oh, my a God. Genius. So the good. The Zodiac scares
0: me so badly to this day. He's was probably in still out there. wasn't the box. Oh, my God. Wasn't I forgot he? he did seven. Did he yeah. do seven? I'm pretty sure he – yeah, he definitely did have it yeah. Because they make a What's in the Box reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, In one of the yeah, episodes. Yeah. Oh, man. So freaking good. If you haven't watched Mindhunter, why are you listening to this right now? But – Also um, go watch also Mindhunter. Also go watch it. It's so freaking good. Gosh, it's good. So good. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. What was your good thing of the week? Oh. Um, okay. So I found this company that I'm, like, obsessed with. Um, and they are—they're called Four Ocean. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. So basically, if you don't know me, I'm obsessed with primarily whales, but all marine <laughs> aquatic life. I love—I used to work at the Shedd kind of Aquarium. Like, I love, 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 love ocean things and and water animals. And um, there's this company. It's called Four Ocean, and what they do is. Um, you buy these $20 crappy bracelets that are, like, made out of plastic that they pull from the ocean. So every bracelet you buy allows them to pull, like, one pound of trash or something. Like, it's, like, a very specific, like, thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they, I, like, I'm on their newsletter and they send me, like, look at what we just pulled out of wherever and, like, look at all these cool things we're doing. And they have special ones for, like, Earth Day and Shark Week and uh, water conservation and... I love it. I'm. I'm just so. so If you really, if you really like the ocean, like me, go. Uh, look up for Ocean. The bracelets are really cute, um, and they're twenty bucks. So I mean, it's a lot for like a you know plastic bracelet, but you're not. You're not really buying the bracelet. You know, you're supporting this organization, and I just thought it was really cool. I love it. So do it. That
1: was great. Thing of the week. I love it. What's yours? Um. I That's my pick of the week.
0: That's what these are called. These are called picks of the week, by the way.
1: Okay. I have two picks of the week, but I'm going to just do one. and I'm going to save my other one for next week, but oh I'm going to do God. this one because it's topical.
0: You're going to tell me, though, after this because you know I'm not going to wait a whole week. Oh, I definitely am. Okay. No, my pick of the week for this week
1: is Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Oh, my gosh. I know it's,
0: like, political and I shouldn't go
1: there, but I am so, so proud to I don't even know.
0: Read to that, see it. I don't know. I, it was really cool.
1: I it gave me chill seeing that cover, and yeah, I was just I was really excited about that.
0: I completely agree. That was I thought a really
1: good the thing. Me Too campaign this year was brilliant. It started in two thousand six. I had no idea, yeah. and it wasn't made famous and popular until now. And. I could get emotional talking about it, but yeah. it was, it's just really cool. So I was excited to see that. We'll have today. to like,
0: we'll have to dedicate a whole episode to talking about that kind of stuff because yeah. there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. But I think it is really, I think it really says something about where we are right now that that's, that was picked for Times Person of the Year. I yeah. thought was really cool. I love it. Did you see who the Sports Person of the Year was? My boy, JJ Watt. I did see that actually. And it was it Artuvo? Am I saying that right? Artuvo? The guy from the, that the really the Astros. short one. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Jose, Aww. I don't remember his name. They must have looked Al-tube. so silly. I'll <laughs> must it. Okay, well, like... but JJ Watt is also huge.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it must have looked so silly with them next to each other. It's
0: so cute. It was really it was really cute. Aww. Go Houston. Yeah. So nice. Everyone picked a great person of the year this year. Everyone, good job. Pat ourselves on the back. Good job. Hey huh? Greg. Are we trending yet? Not yet. Oh. Sounds like there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? Okay, bye. Bye.